baby bus. Around the world in 80 days. Episode 21: Rescuing Passepartout. When Mr. Fogg saw the black lumps by his feet, his eyes lit up. I've got an idea. Seeing Mr. Fogg's confident demeanor, the soldiers became excited. Sir, what's your idea? Mr. Fogg pointed to the black shapes on the ground. The soldiers took a look and cried out at once. My goodness, isn't that wolf droppings? That's right, pure North American gray wolf excrement. At this point, Mr. Fogg had already removed his jacket, squatted, and carefully wrapped up the wolf droppings. The soldiers covered their noses. Sir, what are you doing? Even if you can't come up with a rescue plan, you don't have to despair. You can't be planning to use wolf droppings to stink the Indians out. Trust me, the wolf droppings will save our lives. Save our lives? The soldiers looked at each other in disbelief. At the same time, because it was still early, most of the Indians were sound asleep in the temporary camp they had set up. On the side of the camp close to the forest, Passepartout and the other two passengers were bundled up like hay bales, lying on the snowy ground. There were two Indians guarding them. I dare you to untie me! I'll beat you to a pulp! Having suffered the cold for a whole night, the other two passengers were so weak they couldn't say anything. Only Passepartout was still crying out desperately. One of the Indians cleaned his ear with his pinky. This fellow is so noisy. If I stuff his stinky sock into his mouth, will that shut him up for a while? The other Indian laughed evilly and said, Well, my sock hasn't been washed in a year. If we use that, he won't only shut up for a while. I guarantee you that will shut him up forever. Saying that, the two Indians took off their socks and walked toward Passepartout. Passepartout shook all over with rage. How dare you! My master will surely come to rescue me. He's a sharpshooter. He'll let you have it then. Oh no, will Mr. Fogg come and save me? He has to return to London within 80 days or he'll lose the bet. Oh, maybe he's already gone. No, 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 he'll surely come and save me. The two Indians burst out laughing. <laughs> you must be dreaming. Nobody will come and rescue you. Even the American soldiers don't dare to come after us. Hum. <laughs> if somebody really comes to rescue you, we'll, we'll eat up all the trees in the forest. <laughs> the two Indians suddenly stopped laughing. They felt something hard poking into their waists. They turned around slowly, and what they saw behind them made their eyes nearly pop out of their heads. They saw about 30 people behind them, each holding a gun. The black muzzles were all pointed at them. Passepartout was overjoyed, but in order not to attract the attention of the sleeping Indians, he purposely spoke in low tones. Master, it's you! I knew you would come and save me! Two soldiers walked up and untied the ropes around Passepartout and the other passengers. Passepartout walked toward the two Indians and poked hard at their foreheads. What did you just say now? If somebody came to save me, you would eat up all the trees in the forest? 
Um, everyone, we, we know, know what, what to do. do. Saying that, the two Indians threw their arms around a big tree beside them, opened their mouths, and each took a bite. Ouch! The tree is so hard. Oh! My teeth are about to break. The soldiers rushed forward, tying up the two Indians. Passpart too stuck several pairs of stinky socks into their mouths. The two Indians couldn't stand the smell, and they soon fainted. The group walked quietly toward the outside of the camp. They hadn't gone far when they ran into an Indian who had gotten up to use the bathroom. Hey, enemies! Passepartout was quick with his eyes and hands. He knocked the Indian down with a single punch. But the Indian's cry had already startled his tribesmen. In a short while, all the Indians rushed out of their tents, yelling and carrying weapons. Master, let's run! But where do we run to? One soldier answered quickly. Of course, we run where we came from! No, we should run that way. Mr. Fogg pointed to a place not far away. There were tens of thousands of buffaloes running amok there. The soldiers' expressions changed. You mean, rush into the herd of buffaloes? Isn't that courting death? Everyone, my master is the cleverest person I've ever met. You won't go wrong if you listen to him. At this time, many Indians on horseback were charging toward them. The soldiers gritted their teeth. All right, we'll listen to Mr. Fogg. Come on, let's run toward the buffaloes. Mr. Fogg and the others started charging toward the buffaloes, shooting over their shoulders at the pursuing Indians. The Indian chief led his tribesmen in hot pursuit. My dear tribesmen, don't let them escape! Chief, they look like they're rushing into the herd of buffaloes. Uh, are they crazy? There are so many buffaloes, they'll trample them into meat patties. The chief stared for a while, then suddenly reined in his horse. Let's not pursue anymore! It seems like they're really going to rush into the herd of buffaloes. <laughs> well, let's just watch the show from here then. Rumble, rumble. Countless buffaloes charged. It sounded like a giant clap of thunder blasting in their ears. Passepartout and the soldiers' faces had already gone blank with fear. Many of them closed their eyes in fright. Mr. Fogg led the way, charging in front of everyone. His face was very calm. Everyone, follow me closely. Don't be left behind. At this moment, something peculiar happened. When the buffaloes were about to crash into Mr. Fogg and the others, they parted in the middle like the tide. Some of the buffaloes even crashed into each other in their haste to avoid Mr. Fogg and the rest, tripping and tumbling over. The Indian chief's eyes widened in surprise. How? How is this possible? The other Indians looked blank as they scratched their heads. They didn't know what was happening. Suddenly, one of the Indians cried out in fear. Oh no! Chief, the buffaloes are coming over! The chief lifted his head and looked. Sure enough, before anyone knew what was happening, the buffaloes had changed course, and now they were charging toward the Indians. Oh my goodness! Let's run! The chief cried out in fear. Leaving his tribesmen behind, he turned his horse and galloped away at top speed. But he hadn't gone far when he was surrounded by the buffaloes. 
Chief! Chief! Where are you? I'm here! The Indians looked toward the buffaloes and saw that their chief was being tossed into the air, flying here and there. Come quickly and save me! Chief, hang on! We'll come save you right away! The Indians were about to rush forward, but when they saw the fierce buffaloes, they couldn't make themselves go on. Hmm, the chief is the bravest man in our tribe. Hmm, that's right. It's only buffaloes. <laughs> There's no match for our chief. Come on, chief. Use your bottom to hit the buffaloes. Oh, my hip! <laughs> my bottom! Ouch! Ouch! Mr. Fogg finally rescued Passepartout and the other two passengers. But why were the buffaloes afraid of Mr. Fogg? The answer is in the next episode.